again thank you Lord thank you father that you brought us together again in your house the Lord and father as we see the end of time approaching Lord God there's no better place we could be a Lord this evening but in your presence Lord and father we don't want your presence just to be when we come to church below we want your presence to be wherever we are and whatever we do oh God Father, this evening, as you've gathered us together, O Lord, and you showed us in with you, Lord, we just desire that you come down, Lord, and, and the Lord, you will speak to us, O Father, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord, of how you've taken preeminence, O Lord, in the song service this evening, Lord, and Father, we just want to ask that you take preeminence in the world also, Lord. Father, I just pray, O Lord, you lay me aside, O Lord God, and you take full control, O Lord. Father, you know what everyone needs, oh Lord God. Father, I thank you for the notes that you've given, Lord. But Father, I just ask the Lord, whatever you want to do this evening, may you do it, oh God. Whether it be from the notes, whether it be not, Lord, we just surrender to you this evening that you have your way, oh God. Father, I pray, oh Lord, for the hearers, oh Lord, here this evening. The Father, you, oh Lord God, will move them also out of the way, Lord. The Father, they may hear your word, O Lord God, or your word may have its way in the hearts of your people, Lord. The Father may become a reality, Lord God, not something in the intellect, not something in the mind, O Lord. But Father, something that will drop down into the hearts, O Lord. Something that will become a reality, Lord, we pray, Father, this evening. Lord, we just desire to see you, O God. Father, we don't want to see a man this evening, Lord. We just desire, that, Lord, you will walk by every pew, Lord, every person, Lord God. We want to see Jesus this evening, Lord God. We just ask, Father, you have your way, Lord God. And may your name be glorified in the service we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Brother John and the musicians. God bless you. Amen. Amen. We just want to thank the Lord for for the services on Sunday, amen. God bless you, Brother Ed, surely. We believe that the seed is prevailing, amen. Amen. And just want to take our Bibles this evening and, and I want to turn to the book of Matthew. It's a scripture that I think Brother Ed had been through it for a while when he was talking about the church and 
the God who built his church and as he spoke in those titles something struck our heart and so we just kind of want to share it this evening amen and I'm going to read from Matthew 16 very familiar scripture we want to go all the way back we just pick it up from verse 16 to 19 and and we also turn to Hebrews Hebrews chapter 11 and we'll read from verse 1 to 3 as well amen amen Matthew 16 16 to 19 so then Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, which is the revelation of an all that, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdoms of heaven, of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on, on, on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. Shall we go to Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 1 to 3? Amen. All that as well, very well. Hebrews 11 from verse 1 to 3 says, Now faith is the substance of tens hoped for, the evidence of tens not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the world were framed by the word of God, so the tens which are seen were not made of tens which do appear. Amen. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of the Lord. He might have you seat. Amen. I should thank the Lord for for his goodness. Amen. It's been a long time since we we spoke and we're trusting in the Lord. Amen. And she makes you a little more nervous than usual, but amen. Just pray for us and we know many have been praying and so Amen. We're trusting in the Lord. Amen. This evening we want to speak on Turn lose your faith. Amen. Turn lose your faith. Now we know that you can only turn lose something that you have. There's no way you can turn lose something that you don't have. The only thing you can turn lose is something that you have, something that it is a substance. Amen. Something that it is a reality, something that it's not just an imagination or something that is just in the mental realm, but what you turn loose is something that is real, is something that it is a substance that you can hold on to, amen. And normally we will turn loose something that we have received or, or something that we have held back for a long time and there comes a moment that we decide to turn it loose or we decide to, to let it move into action or to let it, you know, be in operation. Whereas before it was banned or it was held back. But there come a moment that we say, you know, it is time to turn the certain thing loose because I have need of it. Amen. I have need to use it so it's time for me to turn it loose. Amen. 
Now we can think about a man that is in a prison, amen. A man that has been in a prison. We know that if a man is in a prison, he's bound, amen. He's bound by limitations. He can't go. He can go this far and no more, amen. He can operate only certain in, within a certain boundaries, amen. He can't go any further than those boundaries, amen. He's bound in there. He's restricted. Why? Because he's been put in prison or he's been put in jail for a certain cause. But if the Lord has declared him not to be, in jail for a lifetime then there comes a time that this man is going to be turned loose amen there comes a time that he's going to be liberated from the prison in which he is in amen and when that moment come and when that time come there is no one that can stop him amen there is no one that can say you have to stay here why because his time has come for him to leave those prison bars amen according to the law it is time for him to leave that place amen not because he decided but because the land, the law of the land had decided that at this certain time, this person, it is free to go. Amen. And at this moment when he's free to go, he is no more under any limitation. Amen. He has no more limitation. He's no more working within a certain type of boundaries. He's now walking freely. Now he's walking in liberty. Amen. Amen. No one is holding him back anymore. Amen. He is free. He is a free man. But there's also one thing I want you to notice that in the jailhouse, I want you to notice that the jailhouse can only liberate someone that they are holding captive. Amen. They can't liberate some imaginary person. They can only liberate someone that they are holding captive, someone that is real, someone that has got a life in them. Amen. They can only liberate someone that, you know, someone that they can see face to face, someone that they have a contact with. Amen. Here's a reality. It is not some imaginary time. But when the time comes for that person to be released, the jailhouse cannot hold them anymore. And as we just read in the book of Hebrews, faith is a substance of things hoped for. Amen. It's a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Brother Branham was speaking, have faith in God, Chicago, 1958. 1958, he was speaking, he said, now some things that, he's talking about faith, he said, now some things that it is a mental conception of the word, but it is not right. He said, faith is a substance. Faith is not a myth. Say, faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence, to have an evidence, it must be a substance. So it is not just something that you imagine in your mind. It is something that is absolutely you have. It is something that you possess in your own being. And what is it? It's the evidence of things that you have hoped for. It's the evidence of things you do not have yet. But you have the authority of God to say that you have it. Amen. I want you to I want to repeat that again. It said it is the evidence of things that you do not have yet. But you have the authority of God to say that you have it. So it is not you saying it, but it is the authority of God that is in you that is saying that I have it. Even though I don't see it as of yet. It is that it's an evidence something you have in your heart. 
Brother Branham goes on to say, now it is not something that you just kind of push to yourself. He said, I've noticed, now Brother Branham speaks, he said, I've noticed so much in, in, I've noticed so much of the times in my meetings that people try to work themselves up into something to make them believe. He said, now you can't do that. You are just beating the air. But faith is something that's just a calm, just as calm and settled as it can be. It's taking God at his word and having the assurance in your heart that God is able to keep what he said that he will do and he will perform everything that he said that he would do. Now, that is the kind of faith that we are talking about this evening. Amen. But you see, this type of faith can also be bound in captivity. This faith can be bound in captivity by the bounds of unbelief. It can be bound in captivity by the bounds of doubt. If you can give me a little more in the monitors here, Brother Isaac, I appreciate it. Thank you. It can be bound by it can be bound by fear. It can be bound by our doubts. It can be bound by our depression and by our anxieties. We can put faith into a jail. We can put them into a prison house. But it's one thing I want you to notice that no matter how many boundaries and no matter how many bonds there may be around faith, faith will still remain faith. Faith will still be real. Faith won't be just an imagination. Faith will still have the power. Faith will still have the victory. Faith will still be what it has always been. No matter what the boundaries is, no matter what the bounds are, faith remains still faith. And all faith is waiting for is the day that it is torn loose. It is waiting for the day that the shackles of doubt have been dropped over, off of around it. It's waiting for the day that the shackles of unbelief have been dropped down around it. That's what fate is waiting for. For the day that it can be turned loose. And when fate is turned loose, you watch it into action. You watch it now when it moves into action. Watch it when faith has got its full liberty and has got its full freedom. Amen. This evening we are not talking about intellectual faith. Brother Branham was speaking separation from unbelief, Phoenix 1955. He said, if now, now if your faith is in your mind, that's not too good. Is that put your faith down here, referring to the heart. Is that put your faith down here. Let your mind, will reason it on and say, well, now let's see. It said this, the doctor said that, and mother said this, and dad said this, and the pastor said this. Now that's what intellectual faith is. Oh, oh, I believe the Bible said, yes, sir, I think it is right. But you know, they see, you are trying to reason. That's intellectual faith. But when faith comes, comes from out of the intellectual realm and the Holy Spirit puts it on the soul and the heart, you won't even think about these things. You won't try to see nothing 
only thing you know that is going to happen regardless of who says it's not. Is that that it? That's it. It's in the heart. God puts it in the heart. There it is. When God puts it in there, all devils of torment will never move us. Amen. And that's the kind of faith that we're talking about this evening. The kind of faith that there is no devil of torment that will be able to move it. Amen. Now in the first. Sorry. Now in the first person. Or the first being that ever torn faith loose was God. It was God when he said let there be. And there was, amen. When he turned faith loose, darkness was turned into light, amen. When he turned faith loose, chaos came into order, amen. Why? Because he believed his own word. The word that he spoke, he believed that it was going to come to pass. And he watched it come to pass. And when he was watching his word, he wasn't worried about the time because he was living in eternity, he was living in eternity and he wasn't worried about how long it was going to take for what he spoke to come to manifestation. All that he knew was that I am God and I spoke it and if I spoke it, it will come to pass. That was all what he knew and that was all what he was waiting and he was looking on to, amen. He believed his own word and hence it came to pass, amen. But you see, God's purpose wasn't only for him to dwell with his power and authority. His purpose wasn't that he will have the, he'll be the only being with his power and authority, but he wanted to see his creation manifest the same power and the same authority. As a matter of fact, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image after our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the earth, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that is upon the earth amen so here God has created man and has given him dominion to say now you have power over everything that is creeping on the earth you have power over everything that I have created and what you wanted to do it is what it will do see my power is not going to dwell only with me but now I am passing it on down to you man that I have created and I want to see you use the same power to manifest the same time that I have been doing. Amen. And Brother Brenham says in preparation, Owens Brew 1953, he said, what kind of man was he? He said he had to be a spirit man. And then he put him on the five senses to contact his earthly home. He said he might, have, he might have given him a foot like a bear, a hand like a monkey. He said, I don't know what he did. But anyhow, the five senses wasn't to contact his maker. The five senses that he gave him, it wasn't to contact his maker. He said he knew his maker by faith. He said his soul was what contacted that. His, but his body, he couldn't contact because it's just the senses. But many times we try to bring our senses to contact God. Whether we see it or we don't see it. Whether we hear it or we don't hear it. And we base our judgments on that. But you see, when God created his being, he didn't want him to be contacted with the five senses. He wanted to be contacted by the sense of faith. 
Amen. And so man was given dominion over the earth, but as we know, the dominion did not continue forever. But it came a time that the very one, the very seed, or the very, the very being that God has taken from the taken from the side of Adam was deceived. We know was Eve was deceived by the serpent, and as Eve was deceived by the serpent, we know what happened that that Adam as well, instead of going with God's word, which was also type in Christ, he decided to go with his wife. Amen. And at that point, we know that. The authority and the power returned back to God again. Amen. The only dominion was taken away from man, and man all now was not going to live forever, but now there was going to come a time that they were going to also die. Amen. But you see, in all this, God's purpose could not be defeated. Because God had, had purpose in his heart that he was going to have a people that will operate just as he operated. So even before the fall happened, he made sure that the lamb was slain that was going to bring reconciliation. That the lamb was slain that was going to bring man back into fellowship again with him. Amen. That was going to bring man into a position where he can receive his authority and power again as he had in the beginning. He had made a way for him. And Brother Branham in the preach message you speak and the priest between the seven church ages and the seven seas, Jeffersonville, 1963, he was speaking to say, And God, the creator of, of spirit, became king, folks, to us when he became, when he became man, in order he could take our sins upon him and pay the price and redeem us back to God again. He said, there it is. There is the redeemer. Christ has redeemed us now. We are now redeemed, but he has not yet claimed his possession yet. He said, now you might differ with me, but, but you hold on just a minute. He said, he hasn't claimed it yet. He said, see, if he, if, he, if he took the book of redemption, everything that Adam had and everything that he lost, Christ redeems back. And he's already redeemed us. But he hasn't took possession yet. He cannot until the appointed time. And then will come the resurrection. And then the earth will be renewed again. And then he will take possession. His possession which he got when he redeemed us. But we, but we, but we, but we'll do it at the appointed time. So he is redeemed, but there is coming an appointed time where these bodies also are going to be redeemed. But the soul that is on the inside has been redeemed. Amen. But now until the appointed time, all that Adam has lost has been given back to the church again. What Adam lost has been given back to the church again. Amen. As a matter of fact, while he walked on earth, while Jesus Christ was made flesh and he walked on earth, he started to declare to the disciples and it will be a declaration that today we will read in the Bible of what his people will do. You see, one time there came a case of an epilepsy and, and here were the disciples and they were trying to cast the devil out, but they couldn't cast him out. Until Jesus came on the scene and he, he took care of the situation and, and rebuked the enemy and the enemy left, left, left the, the boy that was being tormented. And after a while the scripture says that the disciples came to Jesus and they asked him, why were we not able to do it? 
And here was Jesus said, Matthew 17, 20. He said, and Jesus said unto them, because of your wrong belief. Straight away, he made them to understand that there is something that is holding faith captive. There is some belief that is holding faith captive. But that is not what you have been born to be. But there is some belief that has created a prison bar around faith. And Jesus will continue to say to them, but for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as the grain of mustard seed, ye shall say to this mountain, remove hands to yonder place, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. He told them what the boundary was, but then he told them the power that is lying within them. There was only one, there was one person who was able to move the tree where he wanted to move. There was one person that could able to move the mountain where he wanted to go, and that was Adam, the first Adam. And Jesus is saying here, if you have the faith as a mustard seed, you will move it too. Now we know that we're not talking about just the natural here, but we're talking about the spiritual. But he told the disciples there is unbelief in the way. There is unbelief in the way. But with them, regardless of, what the, of the unbelief, there is a faith as the grain of a mustard seed. That if you can turn a loose, that if you can turn a loose, nothing shall be impossible unto you. Not impossible unto the preacher, but impossible unto you. To whosoever will take that scripture and read it, nothing shall be impossible unto you. Jesus will continue to say in Mark 11, 23, 24, He said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say, shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and cast thou into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. He said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Amen. He's telling the seed, he's telling his people, this is what you are supposed to do. This is what I have given to you to do. You see, you lost it, but I have come back to redeem it to you again. And now I am declaring it to you. Before it comes to pass, I am telling you that this is what you can do. Amen. He continued in Mark chapter 16, 17, and 18. And he said, And these signs shall follow them that believe. He said, In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly tongue, it shall not help them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. This is what... You were supposed to do. This is not a word of Brother Branham, that's the word of Jesus. And Brother Branham backed it up. Amen. Amen. Luke 10, 19, 20. Oh, I love this scripture. 
Oh, hallelujah. He said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Oh, but I like this part. He said, Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not. Notwithstanding all the power that I have given to you, that is not what I want you to be rejoicing in. Hallelujah. Don't rejoice that the spirit is subject unto you. But rather I want you to rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's the reason why I want you to rejoice. Not because of the signs and wonders, but because your name. Come on church, because your name is written in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. You know the words what Jesus is trying to tell the people was to say, don't let your focus be on the miracles and on the sign, on the wonders. Don't be chasing after them. But what I want your focus on to be is to know who you are. Oh, hallelujah. Because if you recognize that your name is written in the book, then that means that you were on him right before the foundation of the world. Oh, you were there when he said, let there be light. You were there when he created the angels. You were there. Oh, hallelujah. When he created the first being, you were there. He said, that's what I want you to rejoice to pay. The signs and wonders will follow. But what I want you to rejoice to pay is because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all friends, you know, that day at Calvary, that day at Calvary, right out of the sight of Jesus Christ, he pulled out his pride. Oh, hallelujah. He pulled out his bride right out of sight of Jesus and said, Man, these are the people. These are the people that are going to bring the manifestation of what I have just spoken. And these people, they are not going to compromise. These people are not going to hear any other voice but a voice of the maker. These people are not going to be deceived. Why? Because they came out of the sight of the creator himself. See, Eve was taken out of the side of Adam who was created. But this bride has been taken out of the side of the creator himself. The creator himself made flesh. Out of the side came the bride. And what makes him the bride or makes her the bride is because she has received the same spirit that he had. She is clothed with the word of the living God. She has been returned back into fellowship with God again. Oh, hallelujah. And now the moment has come for her to do what he said that she shall do. The moment has come for her to manifest what God said that she must do. As a matter of fact, John 14, 12, Jesus will speak again and he will say, Verily, very I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Why oh, is he saying that? 
Because you are going to receive the same substance that God had at the beginning. You're going to receive the same substance that he had at the beginning. And I want you to know that this substance is not something that you see with your eyes. It's not something that be contacted with the five senses. But it's something that is contacted only with faith. That's the only thing that can contact the substance that was in God. And for it to be made manifested. Amen. And today if only the church of the living God could only believe nothing shall be impossible unto her. If she speaks the word and she believes the word that it will come to pass, it will come to pass. Regardless of how long it takes for it to come to pass. Amen. If only she will believe. Because right from the beginning, God showed her that you must believe the word that you speak in order for it to come to pass. There is no way it is going to come to pass except you believe it. That's the only way it will come to pass. Amen. Because God has built a church upon revelation. Amen. His church is built upon revelation. And we know that faith is a revelation. Amen. Faith is a revelation. And that's what he's built his church upon. Amen. And it was in Matthew 16, as we read in the scriptures, that he would speak to Peter. And he would say to him, flesh and blood, blood has not revealed this to you, but my father which is in heaven. And he would speak to him in verse 19, and he said to him, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Now I want you to notice that he said keys and not key. He said, I'll give one of you keys of the kingdom of heaven and not just the key, but the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now I want to do, do a little bit of searching and studying and the word key denotes power and authority. The word key denotes power and authority. And so he told Peter, that in other words, I'm not just giving you the power and authority for only one situation. Or the power and authority for only one circumstance. Or for only one condition. But I am giving you the power and authority for every situation. I am giving you power and authority for every condition. I am giving you power and authority for anything that you have need of. You have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I am giving you that power and authority. And he said to them, whatever you will pay on earth shall be paid in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth shall be lost in heaven. Amen. Now, if Jesus said that whatever you point on earth shall be pained in heaven, then that means that there are things on earth that must be pained. 
There are times on earth that must be pain because you wouldn't say that just for saying sake. Amen. If it's said there are times that you can point, then that means there are times that we can point. Amen. I believe there are tormenting spirits that can be pain. Amen. I believe there are sicknesses that can be pain. Amen. Oh, he has given us the power and authority. The keys has been handed down to the bride. That day of Pentecost, he released those keys to the church of the living God. And he said to her, now you go forth and whatever you say and you believe, it will come to pass. And right away, Peter said, I am going to put it into action. And he walked off that room, walked away to that upper room, and he met that lame man laying at a gate of beautiful. And he remembered the word of God. He had no money for him. He had no gain for him. But all he had for him was what God has deposited. What God has deposited on the inside of him. The time had come for Peter to lose his fate. The time has come for Peter to take the key and start to open the door. The enemy of crippleness could not hold him bound because he had the keys to set that man loose. And I tell you, you have the keys to set loose whatever that is holding you pain. You have the keys to lock up whatever you want to lock up. You have the keys to open the door to whatever you want to open the door onto. You've been given power to point. Remember when Brother Branham, we had a vision about the black member. He had a vision about the black member when he was going after his brother. And the voice came to him and he said, you can point that member. He said, be of good courage. You can point that member. But he didn't only have the power to point the member. He had the power to lose the member also. And I tell the church, we have the power to point any spirit. We have the power to point any enemy. Amen. If only we will believe and we will take that key of faith and start to open the door or start to shut the door to whatever we want, it will come to pass. Not because I said it, but because the word of God said And if God said also that whatever you lose, Shall on earth shall be loose in heaven, then that means there are things that we can set loose. There are things that the church of the living God can set loose. And I believe that this evening it has come time to turn loose our faith. It has certainly come time. You have the keys to the jail room. Oh, hallelujah. You are the own guardian. The keys have been given to you. You have the keys to go in there and unlock the doors of fate and say, fate, you can walk out loose this moment. And say, fate, you don't have to be in a limitation anymore. Fate, you don't have to be held bound by my unbelief anymore. You don't have to be held bound by my doubts anymore. I am coming with the keys and I'm opening the door for you to go loose. I am turning you loose to go and fulfill what God said that you will do. Oh, hallelujah. You have the keys. We have the power to lose. 
And I believe it's come time for us to turn loose our joy. It's come time to turn loose our healing. It's come time to turn loose our peace. It has come time, time to turn loose what the enemy has been holding captive. You've got the keys. You've got the power. You've got the authority. And now the faith key is laying in your hand. Oh, hallelujah. You can turn loose whatever you want. Oh, you know, it was some guy. You see, Shamgar was living in a state of defeat. He was living in a state of defeat. Year after year, the same enemy will come around and will beat Shamgar down. Whatever Shamgar will gather, that enemy will come year after year and it will take it away. Year after year, Shamgar will look at his family and all he could see was death setting in into his family. All he could see was the enemy coming and robbing him of what was given to him. And that's how sometimes we are. Day after day, we face the same enemy. And he comes day after day, robbing us of what we possess. Robbing us of what we have. And the enemy comes and he shut us in into a jailhouse and tell you that you cannot go any further than this. And say to you that you can work only within these boundaries. But I believe the time has come. The time has come for you to take the keys. The enemy hasn't got the key to the jailhouse. The key is in your hands. The key is in your hands. He has only been scaring you and telling you that you are in a jail while you are holding the key. But this evening the time has come to take those keys and open that prison bar and don't lose your fate. And so Shamgar year after year, he is being beaten down. And day after day the enemy will fight you, the same enemy. Day after day will come around and will knock you down. And he will rise up and will come another day and he will knock you down again. Day after day, day after day. And what you start to find out is, is that your prayer life started to dim down. And, and the next thing you find out is the Bible is lying on the shelf and is getting dusty. And the next thing you find out is that you don't want to identify yourself as a Christian anymore. And the next thing you find out, you don't want to be in fellowship with the children of God anymore. And the next thing you find out is just you're just dripping down colder and colder. All you're finding out is that Laodicea is getting a hold of you. But if that has been your condition, tonight is the moment to snap out of it. Amen. Tonight is the moment to snap out of it. Because God hasn't put a bride here to be a coward. God hasn't put a bride here to be pushed around by the enemy. God hasn't put a bride here to be commanded or to be led by the prince of peace of the devil. God hasn't put a bride here to be controlled. God has put a bride here to declare that he is God. He has put a bride here that will lift him up out of history. He has put a bride here that will prove that God is not dead, but God is alive and is living in a living church. That's what he's put his bride here for. Oh, hallelujah. And day after day, Shamgar is being defeated. Oh, but one evening, one evening, Shamgar 
must have had an evening devotion with his family. And some guy must have went and taken the scroll that was dusty. The scroll must have been laying there for years. And because remember, some guy had forgotten who he was. Some guy, all the time, some guy was remembering of the miracles that had happened with Moses and with Joshua. And with all that, that was all he was reminding himself about. But you remember the scripture we read in Luke? He said, rejoice not for those things. Rejoice not because of the miracles and all that. But because your name is written in the book. Rejoice because you know who you are. But some guy had forgotten who he was. And he was being pushed around by the enemy. But one day, one evening devotion, some guy went and took the dusty scrolls and he started to dust off that scroll. Oh, and it just happened that as he opened the scroll, he turned to open to Genesis chapter 22. And as he was reading Genesis chapter 22, he came to a point that said that his seed, the seed of Abraham, will possess the gates of the enemy. Oh, hallelujah. And when he started to read that, he started to recognize that is me there. When he saw the word seed, he recognized that is me. I am part of that seed. I am part of that seed of Abraham. And the word said that this seed shall possess the gates of the enemy. And if I am part of that seed, then that means that I can possess the gates of the enemy. It doesn't matter how many are with me. All I know is that the scripture said that the seed of the enemy will possess the gates of the enemy. Hallelujah. The seed of God will possess the gates of the enemy. And that wasn't something that Abraham said. That was something that God spoke to Abraham. And when Sam got read that, he started to recognize who he is. And I want you to know that you are part of that seed of Abraham. And if some guy had to possess the gates of the enemy, you can possess the gates of the enemy. Your name is written in that seed because you were in him right in the beginning. If your name is written on that book, that means that you were there. You were there. And you have now been made manifested. And you can possess the cage of the enemy. And as Shamga finished his devotion and he was just about closing, closing his closing the scroll. It just happened that another scroll fell off. And he picked it up and, and it was that of Joshua. It was that of Joshua and, and he just started to read God's commission to Joshua. When God said to Joshua, go over this Jordan. Remember the name you're living in that land. And God said to him, go over this Jordan. And wherever the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that I have given to you. So I am not just only the seed, but wherever the sole of my feet shall tread upon, it is given to me. Some God started to recognize that. And the Lord said to him, to Joshua, he said, I have given to you from the wilderness to Lebanon, to the, to the Lebanon all the way to the river of Euphrates and all the way to the land of the Hittites. All that's been given to you until the setting down of the sun. All that's been given to you. And when Shamgar started to read that and started to recognize who he is, Shamgar started to say, then why do I sit here for my enemy to take my land? 
Why should I sit here and watch my family suffer? Why should I sit here and see the enemy coming year after year, coming day after day and take this land? According to the word of God, this land is mine. According to the word of God, this land is mine. Whatever, whatever I can take from here and I can believe it will come to pass. Oh, hallelujah. Some guys start to understand that full steps means possession. Oh, I sit oh here till I die. Oh, hallelujah. Why should I watch my family being troubled and tormented by the enemy? He said, it's time for me to turn loose my faith. And I believe it's time for the church of the living God to turn loose our faith. Amen. It's time to turn loose that faith. You have got the power. You have got the authority. And the keys of faith are lying in your hands. You can turn loose to whatever you have need in your family. Whatever you have need in your body, you can turn loose. Kushamga said, now, I know who I am. Who is this enemy that has been standing before me? Give me an ox goat. That's all I need. Just give me an ox goat. That's all I need because there is more with me than there is with them. And right now, these people are treading upon the land that God said it is mine. See, Satan has been treading on the land that God said it is ours. God said that freedom is ours. God said that healing is ours. God said that deliverance is ours. But Satan has been treading on those lands. And he said, all I need is an ox goat. And tonight the ox goat is lying in your mouth. It is what you say. It is what you speak. And what you believe, that is what will be. It is lying right in your mail this evening. Friends, I tell them we are living in a Laodicean age where they have erected another Goliath. They have raised another Goliath in Laodicea. And the Goliath they raised in Laodicea is called COVID. Every morning he rises up and he makes his boast. All the media are making the boast of this Goliath. Every morning he's making his post. Every evening he's making his post. Every afternoon he's making his post. But if there is a Goliath in the land, according to the scriptures, there must be a David in the land. Oh, come on, church of God. If there is a Goliath, there must be a David. And if there is a David, you know the end of that battle. You know the end of that battle, church of God. You say COVID is real. Yes, COVID is real. But I want to ask you a question. Who is more real, God or COVID? Who is more real? If we were to come to a showdown like Elijah on Mount Carmel, COVID versus God, I want to ask you a question. Who is going to win? 
Who is going to win? I believe it is time for some Elishas to rise up. It is time to call the fire down. Oh, hallelujah. There are Davids in the line. We are not scared of the Goliath that is in the line. Is he real? Yes, he is real. But my God is real. My God is alive. My God is able. My God is a healer. My God is a redeemer. My God is a deliverer. Oh, come on, church of God. It is time to lose your faith. It is time to turn loose your fate. It is time for you to possess your land. It is time to start taking full steps and say, Satan, you have come this far and no more. God is looking for attitude. He is looking for attitude. He is not looking for one that is going to turn back. He's looking for the attitude that was in Matthew 15 with a Syrophoenician woman that went over to Jesus. And regardless of the fact that she was called a dog, she still stood there believing. Come on, church of God. She stood there still believing. God called her a dog, but she kept on believing. But you have not been called God a dog. You have been called the bride of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, church. You have been called the bride of Jesus Christ. What are you afraid of? What are you scared of? Turn off that little fade. You have found favor on the side. You've had Naaman has been threatening. Naaman has been making his post. Naaman has set his gallows. But tonight, Naaman is going back on those same gallows. Haman is going back on those gallows this evening. Because Esther has walked into the king's palace this evening and had made her request known to say there is a Haman on the shirt that is tormenting me. What is the Haman that is tormenting you? What is the Haman that is tormenting you? You are in a king's palace this evening. You are in a palace this evening. The gallows are ready. The gallows are ready. All the king is waiting for is for you to tell them who that Haman is. Just tell him who he is because he's going as sure as it can be to unto those gallows. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Pick up those stones this evening, friends. If you are David on the line and you're ready to face this Goliath, pick up those five stones. You see, David was not relying on some imagination. David was relying on a true experience. David had killed the bear with his hands. He had killed the lion with his hands. He had an experience. He knew who God was. Amen. And he wasn't just relying on the fact that he did that. But he was relying on the fact that he knew God. That he was anointed. 
Oh, hallelujah. He was anointed for that purpose. He was anointed to defeat Goliath. God knew that Goliath was going to show up. And as a matter of fact, he made sure that gold David was around too. And I tell you, friends, God knew that COVID was coming. And he knew that you were going to be here. And he's looking for some attitude this evening. He's looking for some attitude this evening. It's time to push away those chains of fear. It's time to push them all away. It's time to break loose. It's time to break loose. Oh, hallelujah. And when David got there, he said, I am going to lose my faith. I am going to lose my faith. And he started to pick up those five stones. Those five stones of faith. That was what he was going to lose against the Goliath that was standing in front of him. Amen. That was what was going to defeat the Goliath that was standing in front of him. And I tell you, church of God, there's only one thing that is going to defeat the Goliath that is in your life. And that is the faith that is lying that is within you. If only you could pick up those stones. God is here to back you up. God is here to back you up. Turn loose. Turn loose. Amen. Amen. There's no more time to hold back anymore. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The scripture said that if ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say to this mountain, remove hands yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And I want to repeat that this evening. If you didn't get nothing out of the service, I want you to remember this scripture. That nothing shall be impossible unto you. And when God says nothing, he means nothing. He means nothing. You can put whatever you want in there. When he says nothing, he means nothing. Just as much as when he says all, he means all. Nothing shall be impossible unto the bride of Christ. It is time to turn loose the faith that is lying within you. Let us rise on our feet this evening. Amen. Amen. May the musicians come. The time of limiting God is done. God is not to be limited. God wants to operate in his full power. He wants to operate in his full, in his full capacity, in all that he is. He wants to express it and have the preeminence in you that you will manifest it. The time has come for you to turn loose your faith. I cannot turn it loose. I am trying to lose my faith, but now you have to turn and lose your faith and believe that it is going to come to pass because God said so.
Because you are the seed of Abraham. If you are born again of the Spirit of God, you have a right. You have a right to go to Satan and say, Satan, you can't hold it anymore. Satan, you have to give it back. Because I am holding the keys. You are not holding the keys. The keys were given to me. You are holding the keys this evening. And this evening, you know, many times you will read that call. But the Brandon will say, and maybe I won't get it exactly right, but maybe paraphrasing it. But Brother Brandon will say, if we all will believe, and we would have not even one doubt, there won't be any feeble person among us. Now many times we read that quote, and we leave it as a quote. But the prophet of God said, if we all will be in one accord and believe, there won't be one feeble person leave this place. There is power in unity. It was only when they came in one accord that the Holy Ghost came down. Friends, we are not to limit God. The supernatural is for the pride. And I don't believe that a Wednesday night is just another night. I believe a Wednesday night is as good as every night. I believe the God of Sunday is the God of Wednesday. The God of Monday is the God of Wednesday. The God of Tuesday is the God of Wednesday. And I believe this evening. If we will push out every doubt. And I am going to start. If we will push out every doubt. Friends, let us not be afraid of the supernatural. He said that these signs shall follow the believer. Your name has been written in the book. You have been pulled out of a side. Everything that was in God, he poured in the Christ. And all that was in Christ is poured into the church. Remember that Christ and God were in one accord. They were in unity. You can play some of the softness, Sister Cassie. They were in unity. And when they got in unity, nothing was impossible to Jesus. And Jesus spoke the same thing to the bride. And he said, nothing shall be impossible unto you. But what will bring that to pass if that we all will believe? It doesn't matter if you're streaming this evening. You can unite in with faith this evening. This is the church of the living God. We have many needs in the body. We have people that need full deliverance, full recovery. We are Brother Jason Damaris in laying in the ICU. We have need in the body. And if we all will unite our faith this evening, no one feeble person will leave this building.
God had a purpose for this evening. God knew this title before I was even born. God knew the service before you were born. How many will unite your faith this evening? How many will say, I am here to turn loose my faith? I am here to turn it loose. I am not going to stay in those prison bars anymore. I have got the keys. They've been handed down to me. I am turning it loose for any need that is in the body. Let us agree together this evening. Let us be in one accord this evening. Let us push out every doubt this evening. Push out every unbelief. Push out, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't happen. Push it out. It will happen. Don't think about when it will happen. Think about the fact that it is going to happen. Let's change our focus. It is not about when. God wasn't worried about when the darkness was going to fade away and the light was going to come. He wasn't worried about when it was going to happen. Only thing he knew was that he spoke it. That's all he knew. I spoke it. Tonight, why don't you speak it? Why don't you speak it? Speak for your brother. Speak for your sister. If you have nothing to speak, just speak the name of Jesus. Just speak the name of Jesus. That is good enough. I know we're in COVID, but I want everyone to lay hands on one another this evening. Whoever's standing next to you, lay hands on them. This is the church of the living God. Whatever your need is, you don't have to walk out of this building the same way. Heavenly Father, we stand as the redeemed. We stand as the church of the living God. We stand as the bride of Christ because you call us so. And Father, we come this evening with the power and authority that you've given to your bride. With the keys that you've handed down to us, the Lord. Father, we come in this evening to set loose. We come in the evening to turn loose our faith, oh God. We come in this evening to bind the devil of sickness, Lord. We come in this evening to say, Satan, you have come this far and no more. Heavenly Father, we're calling you on the scene. Because you promised that you would do it. And Father, this evening we've laid hands on one another. According to your word. That if we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Father, we're doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. The quote said, 
the fate is calm and it is sure. And in calmness and in surety, with full assurance and belief, we acclaim it at all in the blessed name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Satan, you can't hold anyone back anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ, we command you to leave. Heavenly Father, may you inhabit the praises and the bodies of your own bride. And may you leave and express yourself within in a supernatural way we ask this evening. Amen and amen. 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 How many believe that this evening? How many believe it is already done? How many believe that the battle is over? We are in the battle, but the battle is over. It is a paradox. Yes, it is a paradox. That you are in a battle, but you know that the battle is over. Because you know which side that you are on. That you are on the winning side. Amen. The victory is yours. I don't know what song you're playing, Sister Kezia. Let's sing that to him. I believe you're my healer. I believe you are all I need. I believe and I believe you're my portion. I believe you're more than enough for me. Jesus, you're all I need. 